Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. everyone and welcome to a very merry iconic podcast i'm danny pellegrino i'm jenna brister hey jenna hey danny our first recap of the season we're back season five finally fall has arrived fall has arrived and we're both ready for the holiday spirit big time although every single season of this podcast we do say we're gonna get together in the summertime to cover a movie we Mm -hmm. never end up doing that that's true that's true we don't (laughs) we always promise it and then we never end up doing it but it's all good but you know what we're doing our best and you and i see each other yeah we we see a lot of movies we just don't pull out the microphones yeah yeah but uh update our listeners on how has your year been you have a holiday movie yourself that you wrote that's going to be coming out this season although we don't know the date but maybe you can tease that let us know about your year absolutely no, um, I wrote a Hallmark Christmas movie called A Perfect Christmas Pairing, and it aired, la- or not aired, we shot last fall, and so it's going to be airing this Christmas. No idea wait. when, but it looks so cute. Yeah. Oh, we saw I'm that we watched so the trailer happy. before recording. Yeah. I'm so excited. So it's, we'll stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, How about you? Good. Yeah. 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 I had some health stuff this year, and but which was annoying, but I'm all yeah. good now. I'm healthy and happy. And I have a Bounce new fun. holiday book coming out yes. October 24th. So people, please get that. There's tons of holiday stories in there. If you're a holiday movie lover, you'll love this book. There's tons of holiday movie references. There's a whole Halloween chapter. There's a couple Thanksgiving chapters and then a lot of Christmas. It's called The Jolliest Bunch. Get it. October 24th, please. There's an audiobook. There's a hardcover with pictures. That's great. Whatever your method of choice, whatever your poison, yes. pick your poison. Yes. Now, uh, Jenna, we are going to be covering <laughs> Halloween Town. Danny, I had never wow. heard of this movie. 1998, made for TV, like Disney Channel movie. Yeah, for yeah. $11. Yes. Oh, that was absolutely $11 budget. budget. Oh. Now, this is a movie that's been requested uh, that we do every single year. We take requests on mm-hmm. our Instagram page or whatever. And a lot of people always say Halloween Town. Came out in 1998. Mm-hmm. Now, you had never seen it, and I had actually never watched it either. Yeah. I feel like it It came out in this weird... I was around 12 mm-hmm. when it came out. And so I was. Th- think I was at that weird age where you're kind of too cool for certain things. Yes. So I feel like so much, many of our generation love this movie. Mm-hmm. They made three fucking sequels to yeah. it. Yeah. It was just maybe a little bit of a blind spot for the two of us. Mm-hmm. But I think, actually, that made it better going into it, not knowing anything. <laughs> yes. Because sometimes with these kinds of movies, you're almost blinded by nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? Like, you love it as a kid... But we were going into it with fresh eyes. Yeah, where I had no emotional connection to this 
I mean, you could call it plot, but I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> because, um, and like, I, I love Debbie Reynolds. Of course, you have of this, course. you know, a Hollywood Incredible. classic. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And by the end of it, I did actually kind of love it. Like, by, yeah. I really kind of fell in love by the end. Mm-hmm. The beginning of it, I was a little hesitant. And I was like, what is this cheap piece of shit? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wow, I want to visit Halloween Town again. Where's the sequel? Mm-hmm. Bring on the sequel. Bring on the sequel. Now, not only has this been something that's been requested, but it's also, I thought, appropriate for us to cover it because on TikTok, I'm on TikTok, and there's uh, oftentimes people use a sound clip from this movie when they're posting Halloween autumnal content. Mm -hmm. And so I kept hearing this voiceover clip, which I'm going to play for everyone in just a second, but I kept hearing it on TikTok anytime I'd log in and look at my autumnal content. And (laughs) so it just felt apropos. It felt like, okay, the universe is telling us we need to cover (laughs) Halloween Town and watch it. So here's the clip that's essentially gone viral on social media if you follow witchy kind of accounts like I do. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to play it and then we'll get into the film. Perfect. Why are you so obsessed with Halloween? I mean, it's just like Mom says. It gives little kids dumb ideas about there being magic. Like, that helps them prepare for life. Personally, give me a good nature documentary any day. (laughs) Halloween is cool, nature boy. I mean, it's exciting, strange, and ancient. Plus, Mom and Dad met on Halloween. Ah. The voiceover. It made me happy. I mean, just hearing people talk about Halloween. I, I don't know. I it's just cozy. love the Halloween holiday. Yeah, Do me too. Um, I love it. I don't know why any of the residents in Halloween Town, they were not doing anything Halloween-y. We need to unpack that. Oh my God, After we sure. get to Halloween Town, because we got to yeah. talk about the setup. Well, even, I mean, the looks of those people were insane. I mean, and I love the idea of them just like <laughs> deciding, okay, you're going to be a dog. Yes. And then you're going to be a skeleton. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like... How do we determine who the creatures are that fulfill this Halloween town? I, I think they did a cattle call. This is my thought. Someone went okay. to Burbank, posted a flyer, being like, whatever you have in your own costume trunk, please show up at the studio lot at yep. 8 a.m. And like, no, there was no... <laughs> the parking lot of groundlings. They're like, who's got a wig? <laughs> yes, You're ex- in. Exactly. <laughs> and like, even from Lights Up, the start seems kind of fun, though. They're kind of bustling around the house, almost a la Home Alone. Mm. I saw a lot of weird nods to other 90s movies. I yeah. just saw that too. Even like the three kids just reminded me of Doubtfire instantly. I was like, oh, okay, this sure. is like, and then the little one is just staring out the window being like, someone's coming. And I was like, okay. I know right away. Witchcraft. Yeah, totally. Which, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was cracking up to thinking yeah. about like all these movies in the nineties, like practical magic and yes. Halloween town. Like no one had any issues uh, with like witches, likable witches who eat children mm-hmm. or vampires, but there were no gay people to be seen. It no, was like, no. we're not putting a gay person, a gay character mm-hmm. in a Disney Channel original film. However, we will put like these women who are just casting spells or hocus pocus eating children. Yeah. Do you think Marnie, the 13 year old tween lead, she was so annoying? You know what I mean? Like, she, I thought she was bratty. Totally I thought she was bratty. bratty. Like, she rolls her eyes constantly. I was like, if I was doing a drinking game where I took a sip every time Marnie rolled her eyes or was like, totally, you know, you'd be hammered. Wait. Okay. So this brings us to an interesting conversation because on my other show, mm-hmm. sometimes when I talk about like the teenage kids on Housewives or one mm-hmm. of the shows that I'm recapping on my other podcast, I will say they're being brats or shitheads or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And I often hear from parents who are like, uh, if you have teenage kids, like that's how they act. They're awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of always think like, yes, they will be awful. But isn't sometimes I think like parents need to be like, stop being an asshole. Yeah. Do you think that's appropriate? Because 
I'm not saying verbally or uh, physically or anything, do anything to your children. <laughs> but I am saying that, like, I think it is okay as a parent to say, like, stop being a shithead. Yes. Don't be an asshole. Like, that's what my parents would do to me, like, mm-hmm. if I was being an asshole. Yeah, course correcting. Yeah. Especially if you know that they're secretly a witch, you know? And the mom, who, by the way, April O'Neil from yes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She, Judith Hogue is yes. the woman who plays the mom. She's great. Yeah, she was Another in the Ninja great. Turtle movies. Yeah. Although they recast her for one of, I believe it was like the second Ninja Turtle movie oh, okay. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, speaking of casting, mm-hmm. Mar- the girl who plays Marnie, yeah. she was recasted for the fourth Halloween Town movie. Oh, okay. And so in my research, I find that, that people are very upset with the fourth Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Halloween Town High. Maybe that's the fourth one. I don't, okay. Unclear. But Halloween Town fans are pissed yes. because they recasted that uh, character and people weren't having it. And they were loyal yeah. to their Which queen. I get. You have to be, you know, loyalty is everything in this world. It's kind of like Home Alone when they like recast Kevin as someone else. I'm like, no, make a whole new movie. I know. Just make different character names. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like if we don't need it. Um, okay. So I do have some facts about this movie. Yes. About how it got made originally. Like it was something that was pitched years in advance. Uh, it was uh, pitched to NBC as part of a six-movie deal. The network <laughs> bought it. And oh, with the green light, the um, people who had pitched the idea brought on the screenwriter to write the script. Now, he took inspiration from his own life, used the oh, names of his children, Marnie, Dylan, and Sophie, as the three children. And it was originally to air in the 9 p.m. time slot on NBC, and it was geared towards an adult demographic. Weird! As a result, the original script was much darker and mature. In 1994, the script was presented to NBC, and the network decided to pass, ultimately, on the project. And uh, then in 97, so that all happened in 94, 93, 94. Then in 97, they uh, established a production company, the people who originally had this pitch. They returned the idea, they pitched it to the to Disney Channel, and Disney Channel initially passed, but they did another Disney Channel made-for-TV movie called Under Wraps about, like, a mummy. And that did really well. So then the network was like, okay, we need this. Can we do that one, too? So then they, yeah, we'll have to watch. <laughs> we'll do Under Wraps. Under Wraps, they, I think they just did a whole new, like, reboot of that movie. <gasps> anyway, so then they ultimately did this movie, and it was supposed to be a 20 to $30 million project, and it ended up being $4 million. Although I think they spent four million on it. I that? still think it was like eleven dollars. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Eleven dollars. Where'd the money go? So that was the that was the where is the money? <laughs> That's the backstory. The one um the character that I loved the most was that skeleton taxi driver. Oh yes. Like I just thought he was amazing. Yeah, great face animatronics. Compared what? to the rest of the movie, that was the most high budget effect they had. hundred percent. Yeah. And I know I always complain about gay representation on this show and people probably roll their eyes and get annoyed about it. But I do believe that that skeleton was gay because at the end of the movie, he was like cuddled up with this other like warlock demon yeah. who looked like a boy demon. And so I was like, oh, that taxi cab driver. Like I not only loved him before that, but then mm-hmm. when I realized like, oh, that's his husband, the mm-hmm. evil demon. Yeah. Then I was into it. You're into it. I love that he was the only driver in the town and he was a crazy driver. He and like did not accept speed. payment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also love in the setup, this is just a classic trope of the nod to the dead dad reveal. It's always just a photo framed of a man that we'll never see or hear about again. You know, and I wondered if they, I was confused sort of halfway through. I was like, did I miss what happened to the dad? No, they never told us. So they didn't tell us exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We just, 
Yeah. Okay. There's like, he's dead. And then the mom, oh, then, and the kids, I think Marnie and then the little boy, the, the son were like, don't bring up dad. I always bums out mom. <laughs> like, like, yeah, oh of course. She I'm lost her husband. She's still grieving. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. The idea of the humans and the witches, in, like, breeding <laughs> creating these children these hybrids mm. you know i was a little confused the whole time yes me yeah too. i yeah. mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah danny yeah let's just yeah, let's just let's put, lay it out, out there confusion. yeah you know one of the things that it started with the mom kicking out marnie's friends <gasps> yeah. from the home and like establishing that like the mom hates halloween even mm-hmm. though she met the dad on halloween and so i think that was what the the first thing I was a little confused about, like, what are the rules? Because we're essentially like meeting this whole new world. Yeah. And I was confused even with like the timeline stuff. Like how did the witches start Halloween town? And then there's also this weird time space continuum where it's like Halloween town time moves slower than yeah. real world time. The rules of, of it are very confusing. Yeah. Yes. And I always prefer, <laughs> like, I wished they had a like voiceover at the beginning, or like, I always say, let's just put something on the screen, like, explain the rules to me, like, really quickly up mm-hmm. top. Like, mm-hmm. even though it's going to be super exposition heavy, yeah. Explain it to me so I could settle in and be like, okay, this is how time works. This yeah. is why that world's over there. And yes. I felt like they were just sort of dripping out information about the world, but. W- I wish they just sort of gave it to us up front. Totally. And when Debbie Reynolds, so yeah, when the little girl's like, um, oh, someone's coming and then it's their grandma who arrives via like Miss Frizzle school bus. Oh my God. And then Mary Poppins her ways down. The bag is alive. The bag's alive. Um, And then she shows up and then the daughter's pissed, you know, or like the mom. The mom is pissed because mom hates them her mother, the yeah. grandma, Debbie yeah. Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I know that Debbie Reynolds has a name. I think it's Aggie. Aggie, or yeah, Aggie Agatha. Yeah. But yeah. I'm calling her Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. And Debbie Reynolds is so old school Hollywood. And we were yes. texting while watching this. I was just picturing her in between takes, like oh. with a cigarette, like, yeah. <laughs> telling the young kids, like, this is what old Hollywood was like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, like she's got the stories. Talking that shit that about woman, Liz Taylor, who stole her husband, you know, like <laughs> the stories that that woman has. You yeah. just know she is. Uh, thinking about old Hollywood, her and Judy Garland on the set and talking about how they used to dry swallow some amphetamines yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then were shoved in front of a red light for 14 yeah. hours. Like that's the kind of the glory days. That's where Debbie Reynolds is coming from. Yeah. And so I just, even at the end, I, I know I'm skipping around, but Debbie Reynolds character was pointing mm-hmm. to, when she got frozen. Yeah. This was the most Debbie Reynolds thing of the whole movie to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. She got frozen and had her hand up pointing. And I thought, no modern day celebrity would do that, knowing that for however long they have to film them frozen, mm-hmm. would have to have their hand frozen upwards in the air pointing. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. And yet Debbie Reynolds did that because she's old school Hollywood. So she MGM had to then contracts. film with her hand frozen in the air when the character was frozen, instead of like the mom, mm-hmm. Judith Hogue, mm-hmm. April O'Neil, a.k.a. When she was frozen as a character, she was just frozen in like sort of a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like lounge position. Lounge position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Debbie Reynolds was like full muscle. She's yeah. like, look, <laughs> I'm old school. I will be frozen like this for however mm-hmm. long they fucking need me to. It's a pro. She's a pro. She's a pro. She's a pro. I love um, it. I also love that magic purse. Yeah, the nonsensical stuff that the skeleton totem, the garlic to ward off um, vampires. Again, vampires. 
there's so much going on. Right. Pigs, the, vampires. The witch medallion that came into play later. What was it called? Like the, the talisman? Yeah, the talisman. The talisman was like Merlin's. Yeah, the, was it Merlin's talisman? Oh my God. Wait, the, and the, the evil villain was Calabar? Was Calabar, that yeah. Which again, we have to talk about Calabar. I know. Um, Calabar, I actually was sort of scared by. Were you scared? I would have been terrified. I was thinking, like, if I saw this when I was 10, 11, 12. Yeah. I think I actually would have been scared. I know I was just saying I was thinking I was too cool school for yeah. school for this. But he was like an incel Willy Wonka. You know, yeah. like she left him and then got married to human. So he's like super pissed about it. Right. Became the mayor for no reason. We right. don't know. <laughs> like, Jenna, this is controversial. <laughs> yes. What I'm about to say is going to turn off a lot of listeners. <laughs> okay, great. And I'm prepared for the backlash. But <laughs> I sort of sided with... Calabar. Mm-hmm. Was that his name? Chocolabar? Cal- they called him one t- point. Yeah, Chocolabar. Uh, by the end of it, I, so- I was sort of siding with him because I was like, why do these people have to live in a different world? Like, why can't they? Like, yeah. all he was saying was like, yeah, we shouldn't have to have our own little world. Like, we just mm-hmm. want to be part of your world, like yeah. little fucking mermaid. Mm-hmm. And so they were all mad at him for that. And I was like, actually, I think he's sort of got a point. Yeah, these freaks belong in the real world. Like, let everybody live in the real world. Yeah. Like, Calabar just wants to live amongst the people. Mm-hmm. Where he wants to be where the people are. Yeah. And he lives in City Hall, apparently. <laughs> I was like, but this is also... What confused me about Halloween Town in general mm. was that there was no Halloween shit happening. They weren't trick or treating. Right. They weren't like taking pillowcases around, bobbing for apples. It was honestly just mm. townspeople milling around. Like that's what was strange to me. Yeah, I was like, let's let's get yeah, some. Like, let's do let's, some Halloween stuff. It was always and, day, and I do feel like they kept saying they were doing Halloween stuff, but weren't like, actually doing Halloween. Yeah, stuff. like as Debbie Reynolds is taking the gals through the town, the the two daughters and the son. Uh, after they snuck away because they snuck on the mm-hmm. bus to Halloween mm-hmm. Town, and so they get there because this whole thing, the whole setup of the movie is that the oldest daughter is uh, turning thirteen years old and like needs her witch power to be training. She has to start her training. She got to start the training, and Debbie Reynolds needs the help to fight Calabar. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call him Akbar, which is the name of a oh, gay yeah. bar. <laughs> so I love Akbar. Um, but I so Akbar or Calabar. He is trying to get the Halloween Town talisman so that mm-hmm. the whole Halloween Town world can be integrated with the regular world. Mm-hmm. And so Debbie Reynolds needs the assistant of her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they sneak away to Halloween Town. And as they're walking around, Debbie Reynolds keeps saying, like, look at all the Halloween stuff. And yeah, I'm like, Just, where is the Halloween stuff? Yeah. Give me an apple picking or like, yeah, I don't know. And she's and, like, I've been living here forever. And it's like, that's also weird. Yeah, the time, the time continuum and they said they hadn't seen the grandma for over a year which leads me to believe so they didn't see the grandma for last halloween Mm -hmm. but they saw her i guess previous to that yeah but the oldest daughter always felt like a witch like she always had these witch qualities Mm -hmm. and they hint at the youngest having these witch qualities when the youngest is trying to get a chocolate chip cookie Mm -hmm. and the mom's being a nightmare and like you can't have that fucking chocolate chip cookie yeah which that was also weird too the mom is was such a Downer. Yeah. Like, um, let him have some candy. That's such a weird... She kicked the friends out on Halloween night. On Halloween night. And then wouldn't even let the youngest daughter have a chocolate chip cookie on Halloween night, even though you won't let the kids go trick-or-treating? Like, fuck you. Yeah. And she made them... This is also a weird moment when they're eating dinner. No one's done. She's like, all right, time to go to bed. I'm like, they didn't even get cookies. Like, you just go straight from dinner to bed on Halloween. Like, this lady's, like, not that cool. Let me ask like, you Like, Calabar, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. Like, she's not that fun. No, she's actually the worst character yeah, in this. Maybe. I agree. Yeah. Um, when you were a kid and you were at the dinner table, 
were you a picky eater? And then also, I want to know, how did you wrap up dinner? Like, did you say, excuse, can I excuse myself for, I, I just want to know your childhood eating habits. Oh, yeah. So um, I was, I was not picky. Um, I had a pretty wide, bland palate. We always had to, um, my dad would always go around and ask everyone how their day was. You had to finish your milk. Cause that was, you know, the nineties. And then you asked me. We were drinking so much milk in the nineties. Oh yeah. So much 2%, just downing it. Um, and then we we had to ask, may I please be excused? Right. Yeah. What about you guys? And if you, well, yeah, I I think we had to be excused. We didn't have, we weren't milk drinkers actually, but the nineties were a milk generation. Yes. Like the milk industrial complex with all those fucking milk mustache ads. I had them all over my, my childhood bedroom. Jenna, like what the fuck was that about? Great question. Every celebrity was doing a milk campaign. Big dairy. How does dairy have all the money for that? Like where, where's dairy getting the money? Because they had to pay those celebrities a lot and they had a new one every Fucking day, all the time, every constantly. Day, every there magazine, was a new milk campaign. That's weird. So, who was paying them? Because you know they got paid a pretty penny. And then, what was the what was that about? Yeah. Why were they just so aggressive with our milk drinking? Because I don't think yeah. we're supposed to drink that much milk. No, not after we're like weaned off of breastfeeding. Like, we're not supposed to be that? downing sixteen ounces. Jenna, I think they were doing some witchcraft there. Yeah. Somehow, I'm yeah. not sure exactly. Somebody have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We're not the experts, but there was some witchcraft going on with the milk campaigns. There was. I agree. Um, but we were we were the kind where it was like, I, I brought this up because I feel like if you didn't eat dinner, you just didn't eat. Like, you could go. If you don't want the dinner, my parents would be like, okay, then you're just, you know, you get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You, you, we're not going to make something new. Where nowadays, like my my nieces and nephews, I feel like they, if they don't want something, then everyone's like bending over backwards to be like, okay, let's make you something new. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I hate to be always that grumpy old man who's like back in my day. Yeah. But back in my day, you just didn't eat if you didn't want what was served to you. Yeah. Get some goldfish crackers and call it a night. I'm such a grumpy, um, grumpy old man. Agnes was a, seemed like a really fun grandma. But So in the start too, when she comes in and she's like, I really, she turns the chicken. I love what you're into, doing with your hands. Oh yeah, the I'm listeners sorry. can't see, but you were doing spirit fingers, <laughs> spirit like, but spooky spirit fingers. <laughs> and she's like, and so April O'Neil's like, mom, you can tuck him into bed, but just don't mention oh, Halloween town. Story. And she goes upstairs and just is like, here's my Halloween town book. Let me tell you guys about Halloween town. I was like, I love this. Just the general doesn't give a fuck. The, no, the grandma's not listening to them at all. <laughs> no. And none, no grandmas do, I don't believe. Like, no, they don't yeah. listen to their kid. They yeah. do what the fuck they want. Yeah. But what I loved about that book she had was that, so she's reading this Halloween town yeah. book, and in the book, there's like this witch on a broom, and Marnie thinks it's her. Mm-hmm. But it's literally just the most generic young brunette. woman brunette. Like, that's, it's a cartoon brunette. Does not look anything like Marnie, other than, I don't even think they had the same color hair. It was like a darker color on the cartoon version. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Marnie's like, that's me. And I was like, Marnie, you're, that's a stretch. Like, that's yeah. not you. Yeah, no. It's not photorealistic. So no. cool. It. <laughs> like you think you're the witch in the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Debbie Reynolds, she's really sells everything despite w- what the script is. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Debbie Reynolds was like, how do you think she felt actually about getting this role? Because yeah, Debbie Reynolds. But by 98, mm-hmm. Debbie Reynolds wasn't getting a starring role in a lot of features in the way yeah. that she should have. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, people in the Hollywood industry do not value women over a certain age. Mm-hmm. So Debbie Reynolds, unfortunately, just wasn't starring in a lot of films. And so she, I guess, I imagine, gets this offer at her home. Mm-hmm. And they're and like, the script is four pages long. It's four pages. Yeah. <laughs> got, they'll pay you. Uh, probably, th- she got probably three of the four million. That was budgeted. Yeah. <laughs> was probably I was going to say, they just gave her a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card and they're like, get on set. She's like, okay, where's my red light? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what 
the kind of vibe. But I think, um, yeah, do you think she checked in with like daughter Carrie Fisher or mm-hmm. something? Was like, what's going on? Or should I do this? And she ends up doing this, but I just wonder if she embraced it. And I'm sure we could probably look up interviews and stuff. I wonder if she embraced it because it was so popular Mm -hmm. and it must've been strange for her, this icon to be known by a whole generation as this witch from Halloween town when she has done so much, so many things. things. I did a deep dive on her. So she wanted to always be, she wanted to teach PE. That was her like life goal. Debbie Reynolds wanted yeah, to teach PE. In like the 40s, she was like, I can't wait to be a PE teacher. And then in 1948, she won Miss Burbank contest and was offered her a screen test by Warner Brothers the day after her win. And so she only entered the contest because everyone who entered received a silk scarf, a blouse, and a free lunch. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and now, and then look at free lunch. Yeah, she was like, so I that's want a the kind blouse. Of, so that's kind of what we're working with. Yeah, I think yeah. compensation wise, I think <laughs> yes. she's like, okay, she's you fine. you up that, yeah. you know, add a gift card on top of that or yeah. free dinner. Done and done. And she's in. Yeah. She signed up for all the sequels. Probably something to do, you know. But I just hope they pay. I, I do ultimately hope that like the Debbie Reynolds estate is making tons oh, of money yeah. off the Halloween Town movies because they're re airing these. And people do love all of them. And mm-hmm. I guess she's in all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's she no longer with us, but they are going to reboot it. Yeah. And I just hope that the estate is making money because she is the reason I believe that these movies oh, yes. are what they are. Oh, yeah. She's fully committed. She's fully she's, committed. She's dialed in. Um, We got to talk about uh, Calabar. Wait, because- I, I'm interrupting you for a second because I oh, yeah. literally have four pages of notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But no, I, I want you to go. But it, I don't think we've ever done this podcast where I've had four pages of notes. So like, I don't know what was that's going me. on with me. That's me for the Grinch every year. Like, what is happening that I took four pages? I don't well, even... So, four pages of notes is extensive. That's good. Like, that's I good. wrote down everything. So people need to know. People need um, to know that. So when they get to Halloween... I just call it H-Town. When they get to H-Town, she runs into that lady with the weird, big nose. Harriet. Yes, Harriet. Harriet wrote that down. And she says she just got back from volunteering at the Headless Shelter. And I was like... Talk about a play on words. Right. And I had so many questions about that shelter. Yes. Because also, so that leads us to believe, I think that whole point of that, the headless shelter is like letting us know that, oh, the people in Halloween town aren't evil. Mm -hmm. Like they do charity work just like the rest of us. They're Mm -hmm. just Halloween creatures. Yeah. And people are getting decapitated. Right. Right? Some of them are headless. headless. Yeah. Yeah. And those are Halloween. A lot of, when I think of Halloween, headless horsemen or Mm -hmm. whatever. But then I, that was, I think, the biggest confusion I had was like, whether or not is this, are these people evil mm-hmm. or are they just, I'm, I'm, I guess they're just Halloween creatures and I'm overthinking it. Yeah. They're just Halloween people. Yeah. But I think they're just outfitted by spirit Halloween. Like those masks were spirit Halloween. 100%. Yes. Like they didn't have, they weren't doing like full prosthetics. Mm-hmm. This was not no. Jim Carrey on the Grinch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They were not suiting up Debbie Reynolds with Rick Baker and some CIA agent to teach her to get the prosthetics on. Yeah. Oh my God. We're covering the Grinch again. Yeah, we, we are. Absolutely. We're doing, epi- what is it? Our fifth Grinch episode? Yes, fourth or Grinch. fifth? Yeah. We were talking, we're going to go to the Grinch. <gasps> Musical. We're going to do the universe. Oh, the musical. Yeah, we're going to do the musical. Pantages. Yeah, right. we're going to go and cover it. We're going to do <laughs> a tax write-off. We're, it's gonna, we're going to the Grinch musical at the theater here, which I didn't even know there was a Grinch live stage musical, but we're going to go. Me neither. And I'm also, I also pre-ordered a new Grinch video game for oh, the Nintendo yes. Switch. So stay tuned for that, listeners. Stop by the dispensary on <laughs> our way to in. Pantages. <laughs> Cannot wait to be high. Settle in for the season. Yeah. I don't even know if listeners love our Grinch episodes. Like 
I hope they do. I hope so too. But we do them every year, whether people like it or not. Yeah, so yeah. we will be covering it again. Queen Christine Baranski. Whether um, people like it. Also, um, Marnie, this same year, because this came out in 98, she also voiced all the a bunch of the female ants in A Bug's Life. Oh my God. Weird. What? I like to know what people are doing when they're filming other stuff. Wait, she was the voice of um, one of the ants? Yeah, in A Bug's Life. Oh my God. You know, it wasn't Hayden Pan- Hayden Pantier was also know. one of the young gal ants, yeah. I believe. Interesting. Young Hollywood. You know, I think Bugs Life is actually underrated. Oh, it's a it's a wonderful movie. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it kind of got gets lost in the Pixar shuffle, but I'm mm-hmm. like, Bugs Life actually fucking slaps. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jenna, let's take a break here, and then yeah. we're gonna come back, and I still have three and a half pages of notes. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. So what were you saying? I interrupted you, I believe. Oh, no. About my four pages I mean, of notes. There's just so much to... um. Think about with Calabar. Now, he is a complicated villain. Very. You know, because he pops up with his top hat, approaches strange children in a park, and already I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then he pulls candy from his ear. So I'm getting... This is mayor version of Calabar. Yeah. So before we even know that he's Calabar... A warlock. Yeah, he's pulling candy for children out of his ear. Yeah, in a park. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? You know? Yeah. And then I get... I got, I got the sense that he had a thing with the mom. Me with too. With O'Neill. Right. They, 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 they're pretty they, open. They fucked. definitely yeah. <laughs> had something. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, they did. I thought that too, but then it that sort of dropped me too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did they explain it? And granted, I I did take four pages of notes, but yeah. there were often times where I zoned out because yeah. I'm sorry, this was a 1998 made for TV original <laughs> yeah. movie, so I did my best. Um, so uh, we might have missed when that was wrapped up the yeah. the relationship between April yeah. O'Neil and Calabar Chucklebar like school Akbar. sweethearts. And I was like, oh, so they have a school system in Halloween Town. Like, they went to school together. Also, I know they have a school system because one of the sequels is called Halloween Town High. Oh, my God. So we definitely are going to be covering over the next four four years. years. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm I'm in. I don't care. We will be covering the rest of these movies, despite the fact that they are a basically a Power Ranger episode. Yes. That's what we're looking at here. I mean, all of the rules are a little crazy because that <laughs> cab driver who I love, the gay one, yes. he also suggested that somebody got a nose job. Oh, yeah. did you hear that? Yes. And I was like, wait a minute. So they're, all, mention it. they're also doing plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And I really was, cons- I was thinking like, what are the beauty standards in the Halloween town? Yeah. Because every place, I have a friend who's a plastic surgeon. Oh, cool. And she always says, you get pla- you should get plastic surgery somewhere you don't live mm. because everyone has sort of a look. So meaning like if you're going to get your boobs done, your yeah. bubbies, and you live in F- Miami, Florida, 
Yeah. Then you should get your bubbies done in another state. San Antonio. San Antonio. Texas. Otherwise, because <laughs> the, the each region is known for like a specific look and the doctors just even subconsciously, even uh, different doctors will end up doing similar work because it's like sort of the beauty standards around them, right? You can see that here, like Beverly Hills, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah. So Beverly yeah. Hills, it's like they, if you're getting your eyes done or something, mm-hmm. maybe go somewhere else or if you want them to look a little different than what they're doing in your regionally. Does mm-hmm. that people follow? I've heard that to go to Encino. That's what people say. Which uh, is like Encino for, Man for a surgery? Yeah. I bet it. Encino Man feels like a summer movie to okay, me. Okay, maybe we'll do that next summer. Although they're in school, so that leads me to believe fall. Oh, yeah. You know, Hannah, Hannah, my yeah, friend I and I were talking on our other podcast about like what spiritually some movies could be set in like, let's say summer, but can mm-hmm. feel spiritually like a fall movie. Mm-hmm. Or some movies feel very like August to me, like yeah. uh, late summer movies. Like now and like, then. Now and then is yeah. very much an August movie. Right. Absolutely. And there's a graveyard scene. So I think the argument could be made that it also works for Halloween. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there's like different season movies. Obviously Halloween town is season. Oh, but so, so I was thinking of the beauty standards in Halloween Town because we're seeing so many different looks. So if there is plastic surgery there, I'm like, okay, so like, what is the look of Halloween Town? Like, what's the ideal standard? Mm-hmm. I wish they could have shown us and said that's the ideal male beauty for. Yeah, because Luke the punk. I get. Oh yeah, that who kid. turned in Luke the punk? Yeah, who I didn't realize until the, you know the end where he's like, oh, I pledged allegiance to Calabar and he made me handsome. So that I could try to get a date with you. Oh, so I'm like, maybe oh my God, he's no. supposed to be like the beauty stand. Yeah, remember when he like he turns yeah, turned into a troll. Yeah, but you're right. Like maybe Luke the Punk is like that's a hot oh, guy. Okay. Yeah, I'm just right. spitballing here because that was the only other besides Debbie Reynolds, the only other human looking person who lives there. I bet you that Debbie Reynolds had a conversation with the director and was like, okay, so the ideal beauty standard here. I yeah. feel like she would have dug into this mm-hmm. and then she probably decided she was the ideal beauty standard for the women. Mm-hmm. And then Luke, obviously like you're pointing out, was meant to be the ideal beauty standard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then okay, I love that Calabar that. traded him being handsome for his allegiance. He's like, I'll make you handsome. If you help me destroy the Cromwells or whatever. You know, it always pissed me off about the little mermaid. Yes. I keep bringing up the little mermaid, mm-hmm. but it's like, she gives up her voice to look cute or whatever, or mm-hmm. to get legs. Yeah. And I just vagina, don't know I that I would want to do that. Yeah. Like imagine not being able to communicate. Obviously little mermaid Ariel can learn sign language, but she loses her voice mm-hmm. as a grown up. I mean, I think she's technically like 16 or something. Yeah. To be like change everything about your physical appearance to please a man. Yeah. Like, but like don't right, talk Jenna. Yeah. You're right. It's Ladies, so, if you're out she there, didn't have a voice for like all of act two and three, right? Like she didn't. Did you see the live action? No. Have you? Yeah. Do you like it? You know, I just, I don't like any of those live actions. To me, it was actually the best one, probably. Yeah. But I don't know that I'd ever watch it again. It's so long. There's like this really aggressive song by Aquafina that just like mm. haunts me. Because <laughs> Aquafina plays Scuttlebutt. Oh, okay. But she's really just playing Aquafina. Yeah. And they give her a song. And Weird. it like literally like play, Jenna, I'm not even kidding. It's not in the original animated. Like yeah. they created a new song for her and i'm like no one needs to do this no like, we yeah, don't Flounder need, a doesn't need a solo yeah and then i hate the most that they make them look so ugly mm-hmm. like they make flounder look ugly yeah because flounder was cute yeah. so was scuttle i don't know why they won't just re-release the original cartoons in theaters like could you imagine if they released aladdin i'd be like okay i'm going four Let's times go. in imax oh they make so much money but even if you're not going to do that like there's no reason they have to make the the animated 
fish look so fucking ugly. Yeah. Like, just give Flounder some big-ass eyes mm-hmm. and let Ariel be live-action and yeah. Melissa McCarthy be Ursula. Like, that's enough. Why do we have to make Flounder look so fucking ugly? Mm-hmm. Even I was talking to my niece about this when we went on family vacation, and I was asking... I grill my nieces and nephews. I'm like, did you see the little mermaid? Like, yeah. what did you think? And she felt the same way. She's like, Flounder was so ugly. Like she loves the little mermaid. And she's mm-hmm. like, I loved Ariel and I loved the music and everything, but um, I didn't like Flounder. She says, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, kids don't like that. Like what, are, why are the filmmakers so against giving the animated fish bigger eyes to make it look cute mm-hmm. or whatever? Like fillers like look cute. The little filler. Like yeah. why do they, or the lion King one was the same way or beauty and the beast. And it's like, why does, Lumiere looks so fucking ugly. Yeah. Like, make him look cute. Yeah. I'm sorry to get that. I, I, I love Lumiere. He's such a sex predator. If you watch that movie with your eyes closed, you're like, Lumiere is up to no Wait, good. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I need um, to watch that. <laughs> uh, okay. So then there is a lot of witchcraft. We, we brought up the talisman, and the rules of the talisman were a little unclear to me. Yeah. I love that this is the thing also that Aggie Cromwell, Debbie Reynolds, just has in her weird bottomless pit bag and she opens it up at the kid's house and the daughter just puts it on and she's like, yeah, I'm Wiccan. So she just hands over this because actually now that I say it, maybe she was hiding it from him in the human world. Oh my gosh. That would make sense. If she's like, here, here's all these trinkets to keep here away from Halloween town. So Calabar can't get it. Okay. And then her getting on the bus, magic school bus, magic school bus. Um, Okay. Which also, again, the rules about the magic school bus, Frankenstein was in there and some other Oh yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. This is not, no rules know, to I just this. imagine Debbie Reynolds like right psyching herself up before she, before they start recording. Oh, she's like, five, six, seven, eight. And then <laughs> last looks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she's trying red leather, yellow leather. She's like, Gotta get in the zone to like just make this world believable. Because yeah. the other thing I, I know I keep going back to Debbie Reynolds being old school Hollywood, she's but great. you know, like those kinds of actors. They're not just coming. I feel like she was probably method. Like she was, oh, yeah. she's coming on set like with a different kind of energy than a young generation, new generation actor is she's going a pro- to. That's what like Laura Dern's mom, Diane Ladd, who's like, I mean, a classic right. a Hollywood actress, she's done like two hundred movies. So she does these Hallmark movies now, and she's a pro. Oh yeah, she she's not. Them out. She is not going on that yeah. set without knowing every detail about her oh. fucking character. Oh, hundred percent. Whereas, yeah. like you and I, as actors, if we were showing up on Hallmark Phone movie set in. or something, we'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> let's just like laugh through this and have yeah. a good time." And like, not I'd be where's the craft service table? Like that's what I'd be thinking. Mm-hmm. Not that I wouldn't be a, a little bit of professional once we were start recording, but Debbie Reynolds, Diane Ladd, like oh. Blythe Danner, like that generation. They're not arriving. It doesn't matter if they're in a fucking Disney Channel original movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or some other big Oscar Martin Scorsese movie. Mm -hmm. They are doing the same level of preparation. Yeah, that they would for Alfred Hitchcock, and they probably did. And they probably did. Like they, (laughs) Sam Goldwyn. Okay, it's what's that is saying? No small actors or no small small, parts or yeah, no small roles. Only small actors. I don't remember. (laughs) Um, Okay, so while they're in Halloween Town trying to fight Calabar. The mom hadn't arrived to Halloween Town yet. She was back home in the real world watching hair regrowth commercials. Yes. <laughs> Confused, like depressed about losing her husband, which we still don't know how he died. 
Maybe we find out in the later movies. I guess we'll discover yeah. over the next three years. Yeah, you know, I bet you a lot of actual Halloween Town fans are listening to this podcast and like shouting out facts to us <laughs> yes, because they know the other films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we apologize to you yeah. guys. Calabar killed him. Duh. Yeah. We are we are just now tiptoeing into the world Entering of Halloween world. Town, and so we're we're wrapping our heads around this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is real time. Yeah. Is it a place or a state of mind? That's my big question. Over the next three wow. years. Okay. Over the next three years, we're going to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. I bet you by the end of our three-year journey with these films, there'll be a reboot. Probably. We'll be our ninth ninth season. And we'll just have to keep going. Like, they'll just keep making them. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is our new Grinch. This is our new Grinch. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, we're still learning the rules. Oh, yeah. So, she's she's at home. Also, when, uh, what's Marnie, sneaks out, the mom is just openly doing dishes, putting stuff in Tupperware, and she opens the door and closes it right behind her. Like she would have gotten caught. Oh yeah. Like not sneaky whatsoever. You know, I just made Matt watch last night, the Lizzie McGuire movie. You've, have you ever seen that? No, I like love that movie. I saw it three, it three or four times in theaters. Like when I was in high school Yeah, and it's a bad movie made for little girls, but I did see it in theaters. Much <laughs> and Matt had, he didn't know like anything about Lizzie McGuire. Like he didn't, we had something, there was like a fabric, Joanne Fabrics sent like some stuff to the house. And one of the things that they sent was like this thing with the Lizzie McGuire cartoon on it. Mm-hmm. And Matt was like, who's that? <gasps> he didn't know who the, he didn't recognize the Lizzie McGuire cartoon version of the character. And so I, I was like, you, I have to school you in this. Mm-hmm. So Sit we down, watched, watching this. <laughs> I don't remember what my point was bringing up the Lizzie McGuire movie. I think I was going somewhere with this, but I did make him watch it. Was it the mom sneaking out? Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sneaking out. So Lizzie McGuire, the whole movie is like sneaking around Rome and she accidentally becomes this pop star. It's fantastic. That's right. <laughs> and so she's sneaking out of the hotel room and the whole time, every, every time she sneaks out, I'm like, she would have gotten caught. Like yes. they're just not doing it good. Yeah. Did you sneak out? Um, no, I was a pretty good kid. Maybe a couple times. I, I would blame everything on my friend Adam. Like I would sneak alcohol and stuff. I'd be like, that's Adam's. Like yeah. he got blamed for everything. Yeah. But I would sneak around a little bit like that. And actually my senior year of high school, we did this thing called, um, oh God, what was it called? Where basically you interned for two weeks and you had someone, you were supposed to go at the end of the school year, senior year, go to intern somewhere and find someone to sign off on it. And my my now sister-in-law, mm. who wasn't married to my brother, she worked at this office. And my friend Tina and I got her to sign off on our, it was called the Senior Project. Amazing. And so my friend Tina and I just played hooky for two weeks yes. and like drank at home while my parents were working <laughs> or like whatever. And um, my sister-in-law had to sign up for it, sign off, off on it. But that was like a two weeks of hooky. Yeah. Yeah. Were you a hooky? I love the word hooky. Yeah. I did. I remember the one. Oh, the only time I did, I asked for permission, which is so silly. Oh my god! Um, it was when In Sync tickets were going on sale. Sure. And they In Sync was going to be at the Four Seasons Olympic in downtown Seattle, and so me and my um, BFFs, uh, Ange and Trina and Ashley, we we skipped school and went downtown. Oh and I met God. them. I'm in the NSYNC making the tour DVD. <gasps> I, I need gave to watch them like it. a little. Um, you'll see me. I have like mushroom like. You know, Rachel Greenhair. You have to find And I hand, I think, Justin a octopus toy and a postcard from Seattle. Sure. In it. Wow. I know. Weird, right? Oh, my God. That's the best story. But yeah, so I played hooky to meet in sync. Um, (laughs) As anyone should. Yeah. Um, I I also feel like I, like St. Patrick's Day, we used to 
mm. go downtown and like play hooky. And one time we did get caught and we had to go to my dad's office. I might've told this story before, but we got caught. My dad sat us down and like covered for us, mm. but it was like very like, um, my dad was, like, called me and my friend Katie into his office and he like lit a cigarette <gasps> and he's like, listen, kids, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to tell your mothers. He's like, get out of here. And you didn't hear that from me. It was like very like, I don't know. Mob. Yeah, like mobster style. Like my dad lit it, lighting up the cigarette and like yeah. sitting us down and be like, I'm not going to get in trouble. You Level. kids are good, but get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, does this movie take place in Cleveland? No, but there was a Cleveland reference. Yeah, the, the punchline. Like it was like, oh, Cleveland. I was yeah. like, wait, what? That led me to believe the writer must have been from Cleveland. Because, yes. you know, we're a pretty loyal bunch. Yeah. Midwestern people, you know, so uh-huh. I feel like... Um, the I want to talk about the green screen. Oh, now, yeah. Oh, can we please? I yes. didn't say this previously, but I might have been like a touch stoned. Mm. Like I had a little bit of my soccer mind before I started watching this movie. Yeah. And it really kicked in during the green screen flying scene. It, yes. And I, I think I only had a little tiny bit of the weed, mm-hmm. but by the time we got to the green screen flying, like I was flying, mm-hmm. like I was looking around thinking like, what is happening? <laughs> no, totally, yes. like, it really hit me. Speaking of moment. internships, whoever, that was an unpaid worker who made this. It was I like Windows was 95. Like yes. that's how it was designed. Yeah. They're and, like, Hey, intern for senior project. Could you make this green screen movie? <laughs> Jenna, it was crazy. It, it was literally crazy. did feel like something a high school student could have done 100%. with a green screen. Yeah. And so who, so we have Calabar. I need to, I kept rewinding it, trying to figure out who the big wait, goblin in the I sky. I love the, at the idea movie of you just was. like rewinding it a hundred times. Oh, I did. I was like, wait, <laughs> I missed something. Goblin? Yeah. Who's that goblin? So also the, the movie theater, the locked up movie theater is where all the people go to like die. Well, that's where like Calabar was turning them into statues. Yes. And in then, a movie theater. Yeah. Hilarious. And that was when the mom showed up too, when that was being revealed and Mm -hmm. the mom showed up and the mom got turned into a statue. Mm -hmm. And then Debbie Reynolds gets turned before they're able to defeat Calabar, Mm -hmm. which I didn't understand why Calabar didn't also put the spell on the the three kids. Yes. Like they just kind of got away, but they weren't moving quickly to get away. They were just sort of standing there and they watched their mom and grandma get frozen in a really intense scene. Yeah. And I think they probably had to add this in post or something because there was a moment where Debbie Reynolds, I wrote this down, she gets frozen and she puts her finger up and points Mm -hmm. like the professional she is. And she says, go, it's just an evil spirit. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. So she, I feel like they had to add that because they were like, kids are going to be too scared. Mm-hmm. It looks like they died. Mm-hmm. In like this portal in a movie theater. And instead, after she got frozen, she was still able to say like, go, <laughs> yeah. it just freezes us. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. I wonder if she improvised that. Five, six, I wouldn't seven, be surprised. eight. And recording. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an evil spell that freezes us. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she ran lines with like some famous actress from the 40s? Oh, 100%. Maybe Carrie Fisher. She said, let's punch this up. Because Carrie Fisher would script Doctor. This so I wonder ni- if she like, gave her lines. This was 98. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, she was calling up Carrie. Like, yeah. okay, let me run these lines with you. Yeah. Or, or I imagine her calling like... Tony Curtis or something. Tony yeah. Randall. <laughs> yeah. Marlon Brando. She's like, Marlon, I got this new film. Marlon. It's called Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Run some lines with me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> let's have a smoke. Jade smoking at the Chateau Marmont. Yeah. Let's fuck real quick and then let's run lines. Yeah. Oh, oh the man. glory days. The glory days. They don't make, yeah. they just don't make movies like they used to. Cause, so the evil guy, so Calabar and the goblin in the movie screen, 
are they friends and allies or no? Wait, say that. Like, so what's Calabar's relationship to, you know, the crazy man? I think I sent you a picture of his Not face. the mayor? Um, yeah, like this guy. Who, I um, thought Calabar and the mayor I were the same person. all the person. creatures of the world to my will this guy. Yeah, so that's Calabar, right? Oh, that is Calabar. That is Calabar. And oh, he the Cal- he's like the same as the mayor. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. Crazy. I did take 14 or four pages of notes, but again, I could be. <laughs> yeah. It, to me, that was the twist was that Calabar is the mayor. Is that? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. The warlock. Yeah. And so he just wanted. Also, just, be- before they were even able to com- uh, hurt him or get rid of him, mm-hmm. they had to go around town. The kids had to go around town. They had to go to the Halloween Town gym, which I would like a full movie of that gym. Oh, the absolutely. community center, you know, mm-hmm. where they found it was like all the dogs and cats were doing aerobics. Yeah. It was like, let, give me like Halloween Town gym. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's the next <laughs> spinoff. Gym. The fifth, the fifth one. They had to collect something from a bathing ghost. Was that something? <gasps> yeah. So that they found that ghost in a cryo chamber and made him cry and oh, yeah. then Tear- captured one of his tears. You know, I, I mentioned this on my other podcast too, but I, I'm, I'm very close to, because of social media, becoming like doing witch spells because I follow all these ones that they do like apothecary spells with like lavender and eye of newt and like, you know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And they look so cozy. And so I feel like I'm so close to accidentally becoming like a a TikTok witch. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, nothing wrong with it. I like this for you. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's very. <laughs> Why not? I feel like I could do it. Like Turn the I want to bathroom into a lab. Right, <laughs> Just, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. But these people, these young kids, have to go around and get all these things for their spell. It was like a oh, like a vampire fang. And so there's a, a dentist who just... Oh, they had sucks. to shave... No, they had to shave the werewolf. They had to shave the werewolf. Did we talk about that? No. Okay, they did. There was another gay character, a hairdresser, who yeah. was a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And they had to get some hair. And the brother shaves this werewolf's hair at a, a beauty salon, mm-hmm. which goes back to the beauty <laughs> standards of Halloween Town. Like, the, what are the hairstyles? Mm-hmm. But the brother shaves his head without his knowing and then does like an Austin Powers, yeah, baby. He's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 98 was wild. Yeah, I feel like they drew on a lot of other tropes. Like even when when April O'Neil comes to retrieve her children, so she gets on the bus, goes to Halloween Town, which she hasn't been maybe since she dumped Calabar. Yeah, and I felt very Mrs. Doubtfire vibes. It felt like Miranda Hillard going mm-hmm. to the crazy family member and being like, "These are my kids." You stop like fucking with their minds, you know. And Debbie Reynolds was kind of like, "Okay, yeah, you're right. I am a little nuts." I got. Very much yeah. Robin Williams vibes 100%. from that moment of like her taking the children away for no real reason. They're having a fun time, like romping around Halloween town. Right. Nothing's happening. Nothing's bad's there. They got charity yeah. work going yeah. on and all sorts of headless charities and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, the mom really was the worst. And she never had a, like a redeeming moment. Like I wanted her to meet someone or mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. reconcile with her kids and they're like, Oh, you're a cool mom, you know, but she, that would never happened. In my research, I found that she, th- the actor that played the mom, Judith mm-hmm. Hogue, mm-hmm. thinks that she got the role because someone in casting or something, their kid loved Ninja Turtles. So that's how oh, she got the role. Yeah. Um, I love that it was, it was like that in the nineties. Like, Hey, I like April O'Neil. Okay. Book it. You know? Right. Like, that's the nineties were wild. Yeah. And here we are on strike. Cause the town is up in flames. I know as of this recording, we're on strike. Hopefully yeah. by the time this episode's released, we'll yeah, hopefully it's over. Be, it'll be over. But yeah, the nineties were so wild. I mentioned Austin powers and it's like mm-hmm. so weird to think back on a time when Austin powers, it was like, everybody was doing that impression. Yes. Like, Everybody, mm-hmm. you'd go to the gas station, you'd go to the grocery store, you'd meet a new friend, you'd go on mm-hmm. a date. Like it My didn't mojo. matter. Yeah, whatever. everybody was saying fucking mojo and yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. 
It was kind of like the Borat year. Remember the Borat yeah. years? Yeah. What was the Borat? I love Borat. My wife. Everyone was yeah. saying my wife. <laughs> He's so funny. He so is funny. funny. He cracks me up. I know. Okay, so then the episode ends, or the, the movie ends. Luke becomes a troll with the big nose and ears, mm-hmm. but Luke says to Marnie, the oldest sister says, look her, look him up if she comes back to Halloween Town, yes. suggesting a sequel. Yes. Excuse me. Look him up. Also, she's 13. And like, I just burped into the microphone. Let's not sexualize Marnie, right? Like, I feel I like know. they were trying to be like, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you on a date. And then she kind of kisses the corner of his gremlin mouth. I was like, wait, what? what? Who was your, take yourself back to 98. Who was your ultimate crush? Oh, Steve Martin. Oh, yeah, I like that option. I love Steve Martin. What about you? I loved Steve Martin too, and not in a sexual way, but I loved him. Yeah, and Paul Walker. I mean, come on. Yeah, Paul was he around Pitch it. Junior was she's Paul all Walker that. was, was probably that. he was yeah he was in she's all that Paul Walker and he was in a movie was called Meet the Deedles in like ninety mm-hmm. eight that mm-hmm. I saw in theaters. So he was yeah he was a hottie. He was around yeah. yeah. Um, Steve Martin, I loved his books. He had like a a book called Pure Drivel, I think. Oh, I don't know if I've read that. And then his memoir is fantastic. Have you ever read his memoir? <gasps> Born Up. It's incredible. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I. You know what? We should read, we're probably not going to do this, but we should try to find a Debbie Reynolds biography yes. or memoir and see what kind of coverage she gives the Halloween Town franchise. Yeah. Like, I think that would give us some good eyes and ears on that book, would give us some good information as to like how she felt about the franchise as a whole. Oh, yeah. Also, did you read any of the reviews on IMDb? Because I love also doing that. I love when you do that. Did you find some? I did. So there's, it's polarizing. So there are a handful of ones, Mm. which were clearly written by people who have seen the movie. There are a lot of tens that read as if it's someone who is financially invested in this film they're like wow i really liked the pacing i enjoyed the plot wow what costumes i was like okay you're the producer like just cosplaying as a civilian um devil's advocate flip Mm -hmm. side of the coin Mm -hmm. i do think it's strange to like go on imdb for a movie like this and to rate it one star because it's like we are talking about a made for tv disney channel movie from 98 the bar is low so the bar is like really low so it does kind of crack me up that people are like this movie was so bad and I'm going to hop on IMDb because you have to go through an extra effort to go yeah, rate something. Dial up internet. I always think it's weird in general. Like if you don't like something, just yeah. like don't just move on from it. Yeah. I never leave negative reviews. I don't either. I just like don't care. I know I get so pissed at Yelp. Now I won't even go on Yelp anymore. Also I've like seen how hard it is to get stuff made. Like I've had three movies made and it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare yeah. to even get something made in this town. And so if it, reaches a Disney channel, 9 PM, whatever thing. I'm like, you know what? So that thing has been through so much war yeah, and hell. I know. And the know? jokes on all those one star reviewers, because mm-hmm. this is a franchise. Yeah, exactly. This four is more. more for this is more movies than a lot of the other things than the holiday. Yeah. We, uh, we don't have any other holiday movie uh, no? the holiday. Yeah. We don't have a family stone part two, but there's four fucking Halloween towns. Yeah. Oh, so they did something we, right. We get asked to do family stone a lot. I know we. I know one. We there's so many we have to. That's cover. a good movie though. You know the other thing that movie. we get all the time on this podcast to cover is Home for the Holidays, and we always say, "I really do want to." It's a, a um, Jodie Foster directed it. Holly Hunter stars Robert yeah. Downey Jr. It's one of my favorite Thanksgiving movies. I watch it every year, but it's not usually available on streaming. Mm, and so yeah. every single year we go to look it up, and then it's like, well, the listeners can't really see it. Can't this find movie it. you can watch on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So we do try our best to keep it to movies that people can tune in for. But nowadays, all these movies are floating in and out of streaming services. And like, I don't mm-hmm. know where it's at, when it's at. When. Yeah. I bet a lot of people listening have a VHS bootleg recording 
with a label on it that says Halloween Town. Because remember when you could record sure. movies? I used to do For that all the time sure. off of Stars Free Weekend. Yeah. You know, my parents just sent me a bunch of my old VHS movies <gasps> that I had like taped. And we have a VHS player in one of the rooms here. And I was watching like stuff that I have these tapes where I would record like sketches from Mad TV and yes. SNL and like collect VHS tapes that were collection of sketches. And I found them. Mad TV was so fun. I know. Miss Swan. I know. I loved, um, I loved all the SNL too. I always think of the era growing up with the, the women of um, Molly Shannon, mm-hmm. Sherry O'Terry and Anna Gasteyer. Like to me, that was just like so peak. And Glory I, days. so the, most of the tape is just like those three women in sketches. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, the VHS, it's wild. And then I have like random, uh, yeah, I was going to say random porn, yeah. which is true. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to porn. talk about that during our Halloween town. At- That's awesome. That is so <laughs> Sorry funny. to bring that up during this no, Debbie Reynolds that. Halloween town recap, yeah. but I, I also love that you just thinking, I mean, back to like Calabar's Lair. Like he chained up. <laughs> porn Sorry. made me think of Gay Calabar's porn Lair. from the 90s, We're aka like, let's talk about Calabar's Lair. Yeah, like this guy's a working actor. I looked him up because I was like, he he's giving me Gene Wilder. He's giving me, I don't know, unhinged, doesn't blink. But I like the fact that he selected a movie theater. So in Halloween Town, there was once a thriving cineplex. Yeah, there was a movie. Scene. Debbie Reynolds says they were playing a movie called It's a Wonderful Death. Oh there. My gosh, that was such like a good line. A pl- that's such a good line. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 It's a movie theater. It's like yeah. that. What's wasn't there Funny. like a a book of Death of the Movie Theater? Or something? Wasn't there like a scary story? Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's where they got it from. Yeah. I don't know. The movie does the end though with they have to do this spell. They got to put the talisman into the jack o' lantern somehow. Yes. And so Marnie's like dying or getting frozen, <laughs> but she like just has just enough energy, like Debbie Reynolds did, to give that line of exposition. Marnie has just enough energy to drop the talisman into the jack o' lantern mm-hmm. and save the whole town of mm-hmm. Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Luke becomes Without a troll. training, by the way. Right. This bitch had no training. That's the whole premise was like, she has to start her training. I'm like, oh, she didn't even need it. Right. And also, by the way, all she really had to do was like drop the fucking talisman. Not hard. That was handed to her by her grandma in her own house. That was when they had that. That was when they had that what that exclusive Disney gay moment where it was mm-hmm. like the skeleton cab driver mm-hmm. cuddling up with the demon, yeah. and I was like, oh, if the, this movie were to come out now, Disney would publicize that as if like they had some big gay characters in the movie. You know how they do with all their mo- new movies now, where they're like, yeah. Beauty and the Beast has an exclusive gay moment. Mm-hmm. That's what they would do if this was being released now, and it yeah. would just be like that skeleton man cuddling up with a, a dark well, lord. Yeah, <laughs> I like I liked his running joke about. Um, he doesn't accept payment because he's like, oh, catch me in the next life. Har, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, but also, is there, is there an afterlife in Halloween Town? And what's the monetary situation? Like, yeah. I'm led to believe that the werewolf is cutting hair, not for free. Yeah. Like, there had to have been some money exchanged. Yes. And there's just a lot of people walking around in the town square. That's what a was. A lot. Yeah. Aimless walking. I would like to see some sort of mashup with the Gilmore Girls Town Square. Did you watch <laughs> yes. Gilmore Girls? Um, I've seen it like one episode. My brain is. So, oh, you've only seen one. episode. I know. I should binge it. Jenna, I need to get like an oral surgery. You need to watch, and watch all, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very cozy. It's very That's fall, cute. autumn. Uh, Great all writing. And I think that it would be nice to see some of these Halloween Town creatures in the Town Square and Gilmore Girls, which it's what's it called? What's it called? Pine. Can't think of it now. People are yelling it at the screen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But I do love Gilmore Girls. I love it. Um, okay, so Jenna, that's oh, the. Yeah. Do you have any other final thoughts about this um, unhinged film? Yeah, I think I, I have. 
even after seeing it, I have more questions. Stars Hollow, by the way, is the name of the Gilmore. I looked it up. Stars, oh, Stars Hollow. Hollow. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't okay. Sleepy Hollow, but that's a whole other thing. Um, I like w- this movie. It had no rules. That's my takeaway. Like at the start, they're like, mm-hmm. put garlic on the you know, doorknob. And isn't that a Dracula thing? I'm like, oh, no, we're involving Dracula in this. Maybe. Vampires. There's just anything goes curious to see the second one would love to get my eyes on that original dark script that was mentioned that was originally gonna be on nbc in the night uh, 9 p.m hour 9 p.m i cannot imagine this airing at 9 p.m no but i guess it's you know they took out the dark stuff but what Uh, any final thoughts you know i have been in this well i i guess i'm always sort of like this but i go on youtube a lot and i tend to find like old sitcoms like ones that only lasted for a couple episodes or six episodes or Mm -hmm. 10 or no more than one season Mm -hmm. but like very crazy ones and i love i love going back and sort of putting myself in that time and thinking about how did this get made or like what were the logistics and the things that had to come together for this i don't know nathan lane sitcom where he's a mayor Mm -hmm. or whatever there's always these like weird things and i i like love that and this reminded me of that in like the best way of like watching this movie because I was, I had, I, I had never seen it, but mm-hmm. obviously it's got this huge fan base and mm-hmm. stuff. But so putting myself into the position of like, how did this get made? When was this? And, and what was the reason why this took off when so many other things don't take off? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's so much of uh, to be said about the way that we used to consume television cables and how they would be able to rerun things a million times. Yes. And nowadays, I, I worry kids don't really do that. Of course, you have these streaming services. Kids can go on Netflix and like rewatch something a bunch of times. But I think so much of our generation, we have these attachments, these nostalgic, yeah. really powerful attachments to these things because they were just showing to them us, uh, showing them to us all the time. So something like Hocus Pocus, it aired every Halloween, mm-hmm. and then it became this humongous phenomenon. And it was a not a hit when it was released in theaters. And I don't know, Halloween Town to me felt very much like it was like sitcom level quality, but then they just keep replaying it and you grow this comfort to it. Yes. And so I think so many people of our age, that's probably why they were so attached to it. Absolutely. Yeah. My friend Christian said he's watched it like a thousand times. He's like, it's so bad, but it's so comforting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even the the music was so jarring to me. That was not <laughs> something I didn't mention off the top, but it was done by the guy, Mark Mothersbaugh, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you say his name, mm-hmm. but he did the Rugrats music. Mm. Like, you know, that theme song where it's like that weird kind of, sound Mm -hmm. and he does that for this this movie has such a weird it it actually is like not great on the ear Mm -hmm. i didn't like it it wasn't like cozy yeah but i think if you were to keep watching it then now i just saw in my research they're coming out with the vinyl soundtrack for halloween town so people even have this affection for the music which upon my first viewing i was like i don't like this music yeah but you come attached to it. Yeah. And so I could see it. It wears you down. By year like six Calabar. of us doing these recaps. Like, I'm going to fucking love that soundtrack. Yeah. So. I'm curious to see what happens with Calabar. Because I know he returns, I think, in the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's Which called Calabar Returns. Or something. So. Yeah. It's Calabar Returns. And I was like, perfect. I'm in. Um, and if the mom finds love. Oh, yeah. And what happens with the siblings? And like, does Marnie and Luke get together? Yeah. And the was, we didn't mention too the boy becomes a warlock. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I keep burping in the oh, mic. That's cool. I'm sorry. Okay, oh, no, I'm not so good. I'm not editing it out because it's yeah. too much work. <laughs> no, don't. But you I love you all, and I'm it. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But I, 
I agree. This is our new Grinch. We're going to keep doing our Grinch, but we're going to do. Jenna, speaking of Grinch, we will be coming back in November to recap holiday movie, Christmas movies, seasonal Mm -hmm. movies. So we wanted to start it off as we do every year with some Halloween content for you guys. So hope you enjoyed this episode of Halloween Towns Recap. But just please uh, subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you listen to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast because we're going to be coming at you with lots of new episodes. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned this holiday season. Our goal every season is like, like six episodes. Yeah. And we always end up doing more than that. But yeah. That's our goal. So it might not be every week. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will be. Well, we'll We're going to try our best. We both have a lot going on. We love doing it. And yeah. So stay tuned. Find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast to get all the updates and we post all of our holiday content there. I'm also at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Jenna.Brister on Insta. And we should carve jack-o'-lanterns this year. Let's do it. Let's what, everyone yeah. carve jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, and get down it, the we new- should, instead of candles, we'll put talisman in it. Yes! I'm in down. honor of Halloween town. Perfect. Jenna, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, I Danny. I love you. And we'll you. see you. We'll talk uh, more come November. Love you all. Bye-bye. Jenna, I know I just logged us off, but there was something from my notes that I just wanted to bring up, and mm-hmm. I have to mention it. Yeah. They need to do a big-budget Halloween Town movie. So if they're going to reboot it, because don't you feel like the rules of this world now that they've established, and it's bonkers. Bonkers. But wouldn't you like to see like a big budget? Yes, where you have someone like Alec Gillis doing the Calabar effects, where you have like real creatures, real scary Give them 100 practical mil. effects. Yeah, give them 100 give mil. 100 mil. Let's see Halloween. Let's see Calabar return yeah. again. Calabar returns again. Yeah. I Debbie want, Reynolds, like, rest in peace. Like we'll have, you know, we'll figure that out, recast mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And let's give them tons of money. Yes. Like I want the level of like Predator, Crash, yes. <laughs> no, Alien. I, I want Avatar. Like, yeah. I like, want Avatar. Like, I want Jim Cameron to come in and do Halloween Town 5. Yes. That's yeah. what we need. I'm okay. in. I just had to say that. Okay. Love you. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.